1: Get ready to grip it and rip it! All right, let's move out. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tee to Green, the golf show.
2: Talking golf fifty-two weeks a year and loving it. That's us. That's what we do right here on Tee to Grain, the golf show. Jay Ritchie alongside Jerry Evans, producer Robert DeCosa, and Master Control. All back with you and back with another edition of The Big Show. Thanks for checking us out, and thanks for being the most important part of what we do. What we do is talk golf, and sadly, we'll talk uh, about golf today. Uh, what we'll talk about is the passing of a great golfer and an even better human being. Dale Douglas died this week at the age of 86, maybe the most underrated and best pro golfer you never heard of. And we'll tell you why that is today on The Big Show. And we'll also go back, way back, into the T to Green archives and play part of an interview we did with Dale Douglas back uh, in his one and only appearance on this show that was from 2008. I wasn't kidding when I said we're going to go back way back into the archives for that interview with Dale Douglas. Also, uh, later in the hour we'll have a couple of golf stories that absolutely have to be true because you just can't make them up. If you play this game long enough, you will see it all, you will do it all, and we'll have those For you today, a couple of them happened in the past three or four weeks. That's what we've got for you today on T to Green. It's early Sunday morning, the sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at seven. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh Lord.
0: What club
2: should I choose? You know I'm lost out in the forest. Save me from the
3: double bogey blues.
2: It's America's Longest. Running network radio gown show. It's T.D. Green. Check out our website, com. Like us on Facebook. Now on Sirius Channel 217 and XM Channel 203, along with the Sirius XM app. Jay Ritchie, along with Jerry Evans, teeing it up and talking golf next, right here on T.D. Green.
1: Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean So a friend told me about Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and his exact words were, it changed my life. I used to spend a ridiculous amount of time trying to remove tomato sauce from inside our microwave and soap scum off the bathtub. It's like seriously magic and my secret weapon for cleaning the kitchen, bathroom, doors and walls and even keeping my sneakers clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, greatest invention ever. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, the unicorn of cleaning.
2: The show by golfers, for golfers. You found it. It's Tee to Green. It's the golf show. So good to be back with you again, talking golf here on this edition of the big show. We got the band back together for the first time in a few weeks. I'm Jay Ritchie, <laughs> along with Jerry Evans, and, uh, Master Control, our producer, Robert DeCosa, and Roscoe, the rock star dog, is here too.
3: Yeah, he was playing with his ball and wouldn't let me take it away from I him. I know, he he growled, growled at, at you. <laughs> That'll <laughs> teach you. Yeah.
2: Anyway, good to see you.
3: Good to see you as well. You're looking very fine.
2: Yeah. Uh, like red, red
3: wine. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: on the show today, later in the hour, as I mentioned in the open, we got a, a couple of golf tales that you just, you, you'll shake your head and go, wow. Because you just, you know, they, they have to be true because you can't make this stuff up.
3: Well, I've experienced a few of those in <laughs> the, the line as well. So
2: First up, though, on the show today, uh, this happened on Wednesday, and I thought there's something. Uh, there's something we have to do about this because dale douglas passed away this past wednesday he, he was 86 years old dale douglas in case you are not that familiar with him turned pro in 1960 after a great college golf career at the university of colorado and boulder in fact he was a colorado guy he was born in fort morgan which is a little bitty town on colorado's eastern plains stayed in the state played golf in boulder uh, turned pro, as I said, in 1960, won three times on the PGA Tour, never won a major. His best finish was 13th at the 1969 U.S. Open. One of the reasons he didn't win more, and he didn't win a, a major championship, maybe the primary reason is because when you turned pro as a golfer in 1960, you were uh... competing head-to-head with the likes of Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, the Big Three, as they were known collectively, in their heyday back then. Uh, Jack won, what, 16 majors? Arnie won 18, wasn't it? 18 majors. Arnie won 7 or 8. Player won 9. And uh, they won numerous times just on the regular tour, the non-major events. So there weren't a lot of wins available back then. Uh, Billy Casper was a guy who also was a contemporary. He won a ton of times and won, I think, three major championships. So uh, had Dale Douglas been born any other time and played golf any other time, he probably would have had a lot better career.
3: Yeah, sometimes you just can't control uh, who you're playing against and, and what era it is. And if they're, those are the premier golfers, which they were, It is tough to win out there. It's tough to win out there anyway. Yeah, that's right. So, because the the level of competition is so great, and uh, it's transferred into you know even recent times as well. You look at some of these players out there, and you think, oh, they're going to be a dominant force, and maybe they've only won five or six, seven tournaments or whatever, and they're trying desperately to win some more. But it's hard because you've got other people that are just as talented as you. You mentioned
2: before we went on the air, Phil Mickelson probably right. would have won a lot more had it not been for a guy named Tiger Woods.
3: I really believe that's true. And no matter what you may think of Phil Mickelson these days, uh, he was certainly a premier golfer and probably the best second-place finisher of, of all time, if you really think about it, because of the fact that Tiger Woods always seemed to win. Yeah, uh, Dale Douglas did better once he turned
2: 50 in 1986, and joined the Senior Tour, as it was known back then. He won 11 times on that tour. He also won a Senior Major, the 1986 Senior U.S. Open. Well, Dale Douglas was a guest on Tee to Green many years ago. We managed to get him on 14 years ago, almost to the day. It was July 20th of 2008, just ahead of the 2008 Senior Open, which was being played that year at... The Broadmoor, really, or oh. in Colorado Springs. In fact, Dale Douglas had ties to the Broadmoor. His dad, his father, worked at the Broadmoor at the golf course when Dal Finsterwald was the head pro at the Broadmoor. Uh, so we began our interview talking about the 1986 Senior U.S. Open when Dale Douglas defeated Gary Player by one shot to become, at that time, the youngest Senior Open champion
4: well it was it was it was great fun you know when uh, when you turn fifty you ride right away if if you're an exempt player which i fortunately was if, when you turn fifty you have a tremendous advantage over everybody else in the field just because of your age and uh, so uh, it, it was it was something that I was expecting to do really good i don't you know not that I would expect it when the senior open but uh, uh, I have very high expectations. I have I think I mentioned to you, uh, uh, Jay, that I won the uh, tournament at the Broadmoor uh, that was uh, hosted by Frontier Airlines mm-hmm. in 1983, and they had uh, uh, ten of the top senior uh, pros at that time playing in it. And, and being able to beat all those guys, I thought, well, shoot, that means I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> I guess I think, that was probably overstating my possibilities, but, but when you're 50, you have a big advantage. And I won four times when I was 50, and and uh, and then at each year there are three or four guys who can beat you. Mm-hmm. So each year it gets more difficult to uh, to compete. It's still it's still a fun trying.
5: Where is that senior open plate?
4: It was played one, in 86? In 86, the only Yeah, that was at Siota Country Club in Columbus, Ohio.
5: Mm-hmm. Any particular a, memories or, or, or particular play or shot that stands out from that tournament?
4: Well, I remember uh, in the practice round, they came upon the officials looking at a spot that was about 30 yards from the, one of the greens. They were considering putting some white paint on it for uh, ground under repair, and they decided not to. It would have been the only ground that or tear on the whole course. So it was uh, in absolutely perfect condition. I believe I led wire to wire, so that was kind of fun, too.
5: Yeah, that was a great one for you. We're talking to Dale Douglas, three-time winner on the PGO Tour, 11 senior PGO Tour winner.
2: That's Dale Douglas, a little bit of the interview we did with him back in 2008 when he joined us uh, on Tee to Green. He did come to the Broadmoor shortly after that, and he played in that senior open didn't do too well but I had a chance to catch up with him and meet him actually face to face we'd never met uh, other than talking on the telephone and that interview a portion of which you heard right there with Dale Douglas and I found him to be just a perfect gentleman and he was a guy that nobody ever said anything bad about Dale Douglas
3: I don't remember any negative criticism of him at all And, and what was interesting and you pointed this out to me after the 11 wins on the senior tour how many second-place finishes did he have on the senior tour? Twenty yeah, six. 26. <laughs> that, see that? That says a lot. A lot of people say, oh, the heartbreak, you know, the the, the fact that they didn't win the tournament. But I have to tell you, I honestly – I'm not that heartbroken about all that because they still get a pretty darn good paycheck for second place. Yeah, tough to feel sorry about them. But we're going to play a little bit more from that interview with Dale
2: Douglas in our next segment as we're coming up uh, just about ready to go to a break here. But he passed away on Wednesday. He'd been living in his later years in Scottsdale, Arizona, and he passed away at the age of 86 this past Wednesday. We lost Dale Douglas.
3: Truly a fine gentleman and a great golfer. And like we pointed out, if it hadn't been for the Big Three back in the 1960s, uh, it might have been a more successful career out on the regular PGA Tour.
2: Yeah, he kind of you know the Senior Tour, the Champions Tour, or the Tour Champions as it's called now, kind of a mulligan for a lot of those those golfers from that era, who would have won more and had better careers had it not been for Nicholas Palmer, player and those guys trevino and another guy uh but they made the most they've and dale douglas was one of the guys who been able to who was able to make the most of his chance at the senior tour
3: well you don't have to be the best player in the world to make good money out on the pga tour i mean there's a lot of people that would love to be able to do that rather than taking a hammer to a nail and building buildings and whatnot but uh And it certainly was a lucrative career and and one that I believe he should be very proud of.
2: Yeah, And in that interview, the the other part we're going to play for you in the next segment, he does talk a little bit about the money that he made on the Champions Tour and the money he made winning that Senior Open in 1986. We'll have that for you when we come back. Jay Ritchie alongside Jerry Evans, Dale Douglas. We'll continue with that interview with him after we take a quick break and we're back with more of T.D. Green right after this.
0: That's 800-391-8713. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe $25,000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is the perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need $25,000, $50,000, or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-209-6124. 800-209-6124. 800-209-6124. That's 800-209-6124. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. That's 800 760
2: 1845. Golfers listen because we speak their language every Sunday, right here on T. Gray in the Golf Show with Jerry Evans. I'm Jay Ritchie. Thanks for joining us today. We're paying tribute to the late Dale Douglas. He passed away this past Wednesday at the age of 86. Dale Douglas turned professional in 1960, came uh, up through the ranks and was born and raised in Fort Morgan, Colorado. Because of that, he is also a member of the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame. He won three times on the PGA Tour. When he turned 50 in 1986, he joined the Champions Tour, had much more success winning 11 senior events and winning the Senior Open, the biggest event on the uh, Champions Tour in 1986, he beat Gary Player out for that title by one shot. Uh, Dale Douglas, as we mentioned, also had 26 runner-up finishes to go with his 11 victories on the Senior PGA Tour. And part of that interview that we did with Dale Douglas back in 19, back in 2008, we talked about uh, uh, his time on the Champions Tour and the money that he was able to win during that time little different than things are today.
5: Right ...back about 55-56 kind of being the point where for some reason uh, maybe just maybe it's just age, but even the best golfers kind of lose their edge. Is that what happened with you? or was there an age for you when, you when you find it was becoming tougher and tougher to compete?
4: Well, uh, I have... Uh, uh, the last couple of years, uh, you know, gotten a little shorter. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Swing as hard as I can, but it doesn't ball and go quite as far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won my last tournament when I was sixty. Uh, I won into the, you know, into the late fifties, and uh, so it doesn't have to ha- have to happen. But if you, uh, because of the player, but it could be because of the other players that are coming onto the tour. And was like I said, when I was 50, I had a, an advantage, all the 50-year-olds do. But as, after five years, you have four or five 50-year-olds come on each year. And so now you've got 20 more guys that you have to beat. First, now it gets more difficult for you. And uh, I don't think it's necessarily uh, a person's uh, uh, physical ability uh, uh, completely, it, but it's... It, just, just the number of players that keep coming on make it more difficult for somebody to to do well. Doing some real quick math here, you made what twelve times more on the senior tour than you did on the regular tour, and, and I know all the money, you know, everywhere has increased over uh, as time has moved on. Did that just really kind of knock you out? You know, once you have to fifty, all of a sudden you're making all this money. Well, you know, the senior tour when I got to play started the start the senior tour was wonderful i mean it, 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 everybody who was turning 50 at that time looked forward to it and i might add that there has been well uh, greg would be as close as anybody uh, there hasn't been anybody who's turned 50 that hasn't played uh johnny miller doesn't play because he's he, uh, he broadcast and he does a wonderful job there but if everybody who's turned 50 eventually plays on the senior tour. Mm-hmm. So uh, I probably played for 12 times more money on the senior tour than I played for on the regular tour. And uh, when I, the, the senior open uh, uh, prize for me was, uh, I believe, $42,000. First prize this year is something like uh, $400,000. I don't know what it is, is exactly, you guys may know. It's around there. <laughs> but it's a little more than you made. <laughs> but I, but, I, was, but uh, I have the same attitude about that as I have about uh, a baseball player who makes a lot more money now than uh, somebody uh, 20 years ago. Is uh, When I won that $42,000, I was thrilled. I wasn't saying, where's the rest of my money? We are going to give it back. <laughs> it was fine. It, 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 was, it was certainly a, a joy. And everybody who was playing in those days, uh, and,
2: uh, middle 80s, uh, was very happy. Douglas talking about the early days of the Champions Tour back in the 1980s, winner of the 1986 Senior U.S. Open. That's an interview we did with him back in 2008, and I thought about that. Interview uh Wednesday on hearing of his passing at the age of eighty six uh, a terrific gentleman, and, like I said, in the open of the show, probably maybe one of the best golfers you never heard of because he was kind of overshadowed in his time on the on the in his pro career
3: but he still made an impact and that, that was what was really important is the fact that when he played uh you know you did have the dominance of the big three, and then you had other players that came along and and I think one of the more interesting points that he said in that interview was the fact that each year they added more players that made it more difficult to win. And that's really true when you think about it, especially somebody just turns 50. They're probably, you know, still just a little bit above prime and they're able to really perform probably better than a 60 year old or a 65 year old.
2: And it still holds true to this. It day. really does. Yeah a couple more notes on Dale Douglas in 2003 he became just the fifth player ever to play in 500 tournaments 500 wow he played on the senior tour for over 20 years playing in exactly 600 events uh, 151 top 10 finishes on the Champions Tour he was a mentor to Hale Irwin and Steve Jones two other golfers from the University of Colorado who both went on to win the regular U.S. Open. Hale Irwin won it three times, in fact. Uh, Steve Jones won it, too, so uh, he was a pretty
3: good mentor as well. I also found it very interesting when he talked about the prize money, winning $42,000, you know, that tournament that he won, and you liken it to what it was in 2008, what was it, $400,000 to the winner or something like that, and I'm sure it's a lot more now. But when you liken that to what was it like back in the 70s and, and early 80s as far as what we were paying for a gallon of milk, for a, a gallon of gas. I mean, you look at what it is today compared to what it was back then, and uh, you, you can see that everything has risen quite substantially, no matter how much money you might have won out on the golf tour or uh, being a construction engineer or whatever. Yeah, 42000 went a lot further Oh, did I ever! 1986 than it does right now. I dreamed about it when I got out of high school. I was thinking, boy, what would it be like to make $40,000 an hour? That's poverty wages. Do
2: you remember what your f- f- pay was for your first ever job, uh, like as a teenager?
3: Well, depends on how you look at it. I, I dug weeds for a, <laughs> a local gentleman. He paid us a buck an hour.
2: My first radio job ever was $1.75 an hour. <laughs> and I'm still
3: making that. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he's really being true, folks. <laughs> I'm not kidding.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, $1.75 an hour. And I thought I was in hog heaven.
3: Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, because you were doing something that you loved already. And you still have been doing that for uh, a couple more years after that.
2: Dale Douglas passed away this past Wednesday, Scottsdale, Arizona, where he retired to at the age of 86 and that was our little tribute to him and his career today on TD Green. I'm kinda kicking myself more now that we never got back to him and got him back on the show to talk a little more about what it was like in those days to go head-to-head with Jack Nicklaus and Arnold Palmer and Gary Player and all those old-time greats. Lee Trevino, um, he. He let's see, Tom Watson came around mid seventies, so he would have competed against Watson in his prime. Johnny Miller he mentioned uh was was just killing it back in the early seventies and uh it was it was, you know, they talk about the good golfers. There's a lot more good golfers out there now, but there's nobody now the caliber of a Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, Gary player johnny miller tom watson those guys
3: yeah you're absolutely right and when you sit back and you think about uh what was it like for somebody to win out on the pga tour they might get a check for seventy five thousand dollars to win the tournament and what are they playing for now rule out you know the saudi arabia tour and all that but um i mean you think about if you if you win the Masters, if you win the US Open or whatever. Oh. I mean we're talking almost two million dollars. It's like hitting the lotto. Yeah, it really basically. is. Yeah. So
2: you, you can win one time and you're probably set for life.
3: Pretty much, yeah. I remember hearing a story about one guy that he was uh, had been out on the tour for ten years and had made over eight million dollars for those ten years, never won a tournament. But I don't remember who it was, but they I was sitting there thinking, Whoa for the average Joe like you and I to make $8 million over 10 years, that'd be incredible.
2: And that's not to mention uh, you're away from course money because you, there's endorsements. Oh yeah. And there's uh, appearance fees. Uh, you can go play a pro-am event and they'll, you know, they'll pay you thousands of dollars to show up and do that. So there's uh yeah, it's, it's a pretty good,
3: pretty good living.
2: Uh, even if you're not able to break through and win a lot on on the professional tour, on the PGA Tour.
3: Well, you think about just wearing a patch on your shirt or having a, a cap that has, is in endorsing a particular product or business. I mean, those, those are things that they cash in on as well.
2: I hear the music, which means we're coming up on a break. Got any go- good golf stories? I'm sure you do. Anybody who's played golf long enough has a couple of crazy, almost unbelievable golf stories. In the past month, there's been two just amazing stories that happened. We're going to talk about that and share a few of our own personal stories with you when we come back with more of Tee Green right after this.
1: Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer.
0: 800-761-9334. 800-761-9334. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334.
2: Your top source for golf news and entertainment on the radio, online, and on your smartphone. Lots of ways to listen to Tee to Green these days. And however and whichever way you choose to listen, we do appreciate it here on The Golf Show.
3: We certainly do, and thank you for listening.
2: Thanks for being, uh, as I said in the open, the most important part of what we do.
3: I would agree. Yeah.
2: Um, one of the things we do is talk golf. That's the main thing we do. <laughs> and once in a while we get to play golf, and sometimes some crazy things happen. You know, life is a crazy thing when you think about it. And, and there's, a, you know, the, the old line is, truth is stranger than fiction. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's so true, especially in sports and especially in golf. And a couple of things happened in the last month that I've been kind of thinking, how am I gonna? How are we gonna? We gotta talk about this on Tater Green. How are we gonna work it into the, the show? And today we've got a perfect opportunity with this this uh, segment that we're in right now because it's just you and I chatting. And as as I looked at these two recent instances that happened, I started thinking about my own golf experiences over the years. And uh, I don't know about you, Jer, but that one of the craziest things that ever never happened to me. This was probably about 10 years ago or so. Right. I, I was playing golf. I was playing golf by myself. I was out of town, and I found a little, little golf course, and it was a flat, open, nine-hole course, and one of the holes was about as open as you could get. There was nothing on the hole, no water, no rocks, no trees, no boulders. Straight another, fairway. Just yeah. a straight fairway, except for about 75 yards out, not exactly in the middle of the fairway, but just a little left of the middle of the fairway, was a tree. Just one little (laughs) skinny
3: tree. 90% air.
2: Yeah, 90% air with about a maybe a a one-and-a-half-inch trunk on it and a couple (laughs) of scraggly branches. It looked like it was dying. So 75 yards out. So I teed up my ball, and you can probably guess what happened. You hit the tree. I hit the tree. Of course. I hit the damn tree. (laughs) I could, and I, I thought, and my, my ball went and it hit the tree, bounced back, so I had to deal with about a 65 yard drive after that. And I thought, I could, somebody could give me golf balls the rest of my life. I could stand here until I die and, 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 and aim, aim at it. And aim at it and hit balls, hit a million golf balls, and probably never do that again. But I did it that one time, and I'm like, holy cow.
3: I was playing in a charity golf tournament out in Omaha, Nebraska. And I hit my driver, and I just really tried to, you know, muscle it and everything. And, of course, I hit it you know, flying off to the right. It hit a tree, came back across the fairway, hit another tree, and ended back up in the fairway. When I did that, I <laughs> turned to my fellow golfers, and I said, well, it looks like I, got, I used a three wood. <laughs> <laughs> did you call that? Like a bank <laughs> yeah, shot? Yeah, it was pool? like a bank shot in pool. Yeah. yeah you yeah. bet.
2: So, anyway... Uh, the stories, that i I got a couple of stories to tell. The first one happened just the other day, Thursday, at the Scottish Open. Okay. Uh, they're playing in Berwick, Scotland, and it's a uh, DP Tour, PGA Tour event. So a lot of big names are playing in this thing at the Renaissance Club. And there was a threesome of um, Matthew Fitzpatrick, who won the U.S. Open last month, Will Zalatoris, Who finished second defense at Fitzpatrick in that open, and Colin Morikawa, who's like ranked the fourth, number four in the world, right? right? They get to the 16th hole, and Fitzpatrick has to chip up to the green. So he chips up. This is on Golf Channel 2, by the way. So he chips up to the green. His ball stops left of the hole. Uh, They measured it, you know, they can do that now on TV. Six feet, four inches from the cup. Right? Got it. Zalatoris is next. He's in a different spot, but he chips up, and his ball ends up left of the hole, six feet, four inches from the cup.
3: (laughs) I think I know where this is going.
2: marked his ball. He used a poker chip from Harbortown Golf Links to mark his ball. Zalatoris' ball landed, rolled up, and stopped on top of the chip, the poker chip that Fitzpatrick was using to mark his ball. It didn't hit the chip and roll away. It didn't stop next to it. It rolled with perfect speed and stopped right on top of that chip. Wow. Yeah. You can't make this stuff up. And the golf announcers, Frank Nabolo and the guys from Golf Channel, who have played and seen a lot of golf in their lives and their careers, they're like, we've never seen anything like this in our lives. <laughs> the ball stopped on top of that chip. And Zalatoris, if, you know, isn't it's the same situation. You could give him a ball and that chip and say, do this, and he probably will never do that again in his life. But he did it that day. So what they had to do, they had, they got a ruling. Zalatoris was allowed to re- to move his ball without penalty since it was sitting on top of the chip. And then Fitzpatrick was able to... Move his chip, put his ball down where the chip was, putt his ball, put the chip back where the ball just was, and then Zalatoris came along and moved the chip and put his ball there, and he took his putt too.
3: So would that follow uh, under the rule of golf that it was a man-made obstacle?
2: It's it's a it's a it's a movable obstacle on the green. Okay, is what they called
3: it. Interesting.
2: Yeah, but I mean, holy cow. <laughs> He chipped he chipped his ball up and it stopped on top of the, the little bit of poker chip that the other guy was using to mark his ball.
3: I'm glad he didn't put it up the top part of his arm because the last thing we'd need is a chip on somebody's shoulder.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but anyway, that that happened just this past Thursday in the first round of the Scottish Open. And Zalatoris and Fitzpatrick by the way were the two guys who finished one and two at the open. Yeah, I remember Patrick that Patrick yes. winning and Zalatoris finishing second. But uh, yeah, it's just unbelievable. That was that one got a lot of publicity about a month ago in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. It's a suburb of the Twin Cities, Minneapolis-St. Paul. They got a public golf course there, and on like a Wednesday or Thursday afternoon, it was pretty busy. And one of the groups going through was some kids. High school kids from a nearby high school uh, were playing the course. It's their course they play on, they practice on, and it's their high school course. And um, one of the kids was a 13-year-old freshman on the high school golf team. Right On the par 3 13th hole, like 150 yards, something like that, he gets a hole-in-one. He aces.
3: Yeah, that's you know, not he totally unsurprising. Three, yeah.
2: No. Not too surprising, and um, uh, the ball he used was a Titleist. Um, it was a Titleist Pro V1, right? With the logo of the high school that they went to and they played golf for on the ball. So they, go, they 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 celebrate. They go crazy. The guy gets a hole in one. Thirteen years old. What do you do if you get a hole in
3: one? What do you do with the ball? What. Well, Pick it out and then put it uh, on display in the house or whatever. Yeah, you would you would put it in your pocket or in your golf bag. Oh,
2: absolutely, and save it, right? That's what ninety nine point nine nine percent of golfers in the world would do.
3: That's exactly right.
2: Well, this thirteen year old kid, being a thirteen year old kid, takes the ball and he keeps playing with it,
3: and he hit it into the water. Same (laughs) ball. They get
2: to the sixteenth hole three holes later. And he shanks his tee shot, didn't hit it in the water, but he hit it off into the rough, into the woods. They get out there, and they start looking for the ball. They can't find it. of course, they can't find it anywhere. So after a long search, they finally say, okay, they move on. They play the 16th, the 17th, the 18th. They go into the clubhouse, and they tell everybody, hey, this guy got a hole-in-one on the 13th hole. And everybody's, like, patting him on the back, waiting for a kid uh... D- d- drinks are on us. Not now, an alcoholic, of course. All the the the, the kids, the, him and the three guys and his foursome, end up going into the restaurant, and free sodas, free milkshakes, things like that. Sure as sure. the guy got the hole in one, right? So they're celebrating. Meantime, on the golf course, several groups behind the four kids that just played is a group of guys from the the area who play the course regularly in their foursome, and one of the guys in that group gets to the 16th hole, and he shanks his tee shot, hits it out into the woods, and while while he's out there looking for his ball, he runs across a Titleist Pro V1 with the logo of the high school on it. Wow. And if the story would have ended there, it would have been pretty amazing, but the story doesn't end there.
3: Well let's hear the rest he of the story. Buys
2: that ball and puts it in his pocket, finishes the sixteenth hole, gets to the seventeenth hole, a par three, pulls out the ball, he no. just found yes, tees it up and hits it. In the hole, he gets a hole in one with that. Are ball. you kidding? I told you you can't make this stuff up. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's you,
3: amazing.
2: You can't make this stuff up. So I, they,
3: I thought he was going to hit it in the water in the woods again, yeah, and never be yeah, able to find it again.
2: Yeah, tease it up and, and two holes in <laughs> two the, holes in one of the same with the same ball. So he doesn't know that, that that what happened earlier. So they they all go crazy, celebrate. They finish the 18th hole, and they get to the clubhouse, and they get in the clubhouse. And uh, they're, they're, they're telling everybody in the clubhouse about the hole-in-one, and one guy goes, hey, that's the second one we've had here today. And he's like, really, who got the first one? He goes, awesome oh, some 13-year-old kid. And the guy goes, but the dummy kept playing with the ball, and he lost it. Where did he lose it? Well, on the 16th hole. And the guy's like, uh, what did the ball, what kind of ball was it? What Did, what did, it, did it
3: have it? an insignia?
2: And the guy goes, I don't know. He, and he, he, So he says, well, where's the kid? No. He said, he's in the restaurant with his buddies. So the guy goes in there, and he starts talking to the kid, and he asks him to describe the ball, uh, tideless, Pro v one <laughs> describes the logo on it. He said, where on the 16th hole did you think you lost it and he told him and that's exactly where the guy well in the vicinity anyway of where the kid lost it turns out it's got to be the same ball and yeah, you can't make this up can't make it up can't make it up so he he gave the kid the ball
3: well yeah yeah
2: which was kind of cool that
3: was the honorable thing to do i mean he yeah. was the first one to make the hole in one
2: but it's like it just you just shake your head and go how do these things happen
3: can what I share this are, one?
2: What are the odds?
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, let me share this one story. Yeah, yeah we got about, about a minute. gentleman that we both know, I played uh, golf with him a long, long time ago, and this was back when I wasn't very good at all. Not that I'm great, but, you know, I'm a lot better than I was back then. Well, he mm-hmm. hit the mark that I could not believe because we were underneath. He was underneath a tree. He hit the ball up. It hit the branch on the tree, caromed off of there, Hit his golf bag, that was sitting behind him, rolled up. It was about six inches behind where he, <laughs> did he, hit, he the originally original shot. hit it from. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Well, I mean, we fell down on the ground laughing, both of us." Funniest thing you ever saw.
2: Yeah, I had something like that happen with Jeff Reorman, a friend, a mutual friend of ours. Right. But Jeff hit a ball uh, about 150 yards. Hit a giant boulder on an uphill par four hole. Hit the boulder, bounced back started rolling back down the hill toward us in the tee box and ended up in the tee box almost from the, at the same spot where he hit it from. Amazing. I told him, I said, Jeff, you just hit a 300-yard drive, 150 <laughs> out and 150, 150 back. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, folks. You can't. Absolutely. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more of TD Green right after this.
1: Pricing information. Eight hundred nine one five nine six five four
0: eight hundred-nine one five nine six five four eight hundred-nine one five nine six five four that's eight hundred-nine one five ninety-six fifty-four. Fastest hour
2: in radio, quickest hour in golf, another hour just flying by, but We're here and we're not done yet. Time to take a look at what's happening on the tours this week, the main tours. Ladies are off the LPGA Tour Idol this week. There's no event. Tour champions, there's a major championship going on. Seems like there's a major on the senior tour every week these days. I was wondering about that. The Bridgestone Senior Players Championship, Akron, Ohio, at the famed Firestone Country Club South Course. Good leaderboard, Jerry Kelly and Alex Chaka nine under par, Steve Stricker, Steven Alker two back, seven under par. Ernie Els, three back at six under. David Toms and KJ Choi are at five under. I didn't know KJ Choi was fifty years old. I didn't either. Yeah. But he's wow. he's in the hunt, four behind. And then my guy, Sean Birch, is four under par. He's five shots back going into the final round today.
3: Well, congratulations to all and good luck.
2: Barbasol Championship on the PGA Tour in Nicholasville, Kentucky. They've been battling bad weather there all week, and they're way off schedule. Uh, Max McGreevy leads Matthias Schmid and Adam Svensson by one shot. Uh, Yesterday's third round was suspended after about three or four holes because of darkness, so they're way off schedule there, and they'll try to finish it up today, maybe tomorrow.
3: Well, it's not surprising if you're in Kentucky. They always seem to have weather situations, you know.
2: And the Scottish Open, which we talked about earlier, the Renaissance Club in Berwick, Scotland, Xander Shoffley has the lead going into the last round today, 7-under, Rafael Cabrera Cabello, 5-under, Jordan Speet and Ryan Palmer, a couple of Texans in Scotland are tied next in third place at 4-under par.
3: And poor Xander Shoffley, he had to settle for a two-shot lead because he bogeyed the last two holes so, um, well, he still got a great shot at it today. Give him two shots. He's going to be tough to chase now. Yeah, down. you're right.
2: Uh, the final round on Golf Channel and CBS. There you go. Today. So there you go. That sums
3: it not, all up. If you're not watching the Breaking Bad Marathon. No, I, I've gone. never been a fan of Breaking Bad. Sorry.
2: Oh, my gosh.
3: Sorry, I'm not. Okay.
2: All right. That's it for today. Yes, it is. Fun show. Yeah. I hope you guys it enjoyed it. hope you enjoyed the... Uh, The Wayback Machine and the visit with uh, Dale Douglas. That's it. Till next time. Hit them long, hit them straight.